What's up, everybody? Josh there Jacobs here with my friend and co-host, Bradley Mora. What is going on? This is the Mindset Mogul Podcast. Welcome. We are very excited for today's episode and happy to be here. What's going on, Brad? How you doing? Number two today, bro. I'm doing fantastic. And yeah, I think number two is going to be better than number one. Is this our first I, uh, two a day? I think this is our first two a day. Oh, um, we're taking 75 hard into our pods now. <laughs> I, how you do anything is how you do everything. And so I love this it. is it. All right. What are we talking about today? We're talking about zone of genius, how to find your zone of genius. What is the zone of genius? How we found our zone of geniuses, what we're doing and how you can find yours. Is that right? That's right. Awesome. Okay. Well, I guess first we should define what the zone of genius is. I'll let you talk about it since you made this beautiful document for us. So zone of genius, it's, it's at the intersection of what you're passionate about and what are you good at? I think that's the simplest definition that I've come across. You can think about it and identify it when you're working on things that you feel you're operating at your highest level. You're in a state of flow. You're connected to what you're doing. You feel frictionless and be able to produce that work. Another way to think about it is your goals, your values, your beliefs, your actions, they're all aligned on what you're doing. The identity that you're trying to create for yourself is supported by doing these things. And so ultimately, Zone of Genius is really connecting with the things that you're good at and the things that you care about. And really in that, allowing yourself to raise to greater heights because it becomes a cycle of improving your skills with that level, that high level of engagement you're able to attain by being in this quote unquote zone of genius. I like how you added the Japanese term ikigai here also, which is such a coincidence because the first time I heard this term was two days ago when my wife bought a book named Ikigai. And all of a sudden I see it on your notes here and it's just the alignment is coming. But Ikigai is basically a Japanese saying for a reason for being. So Ikigai says that you found your dream career when your career includes what you love, what you're good at, what you can be paid for, and it's what the world needs. And I think that a lot of the times, you know, we find ourselves doing things, especially in our career that we don't value. Maybe we're good at them, but we don't love them. We don't feel like we're good at them, or maybe we do love them and we're really good at them, but we aren't getting paid for them. And a lot of times it's difficult to find that ikigai and have all four of those things simultaneously. But we're going to talk a little bit about that today and how you can find that, how we found that for ourselves. And it's a really powerful thing to be aware of in yourself because it also helps you create the North Star of where you want to go. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into this and talking a little bit about our own personal situations. I guess let's talk a little bit about what is the average person like... What do we see the average person today without working in their zone of genius? What, what type of person is that? It's easiest to see when somebody's not operating in a zone of genius in their life or doesn't have access to operate doing things that fall within their zone of genius. And the way that I've thought about it is you're living a life with some sort of friction or resistance in it. You're living a life that you don't necessarily want to be 
a full participant in, for lack of a better way to put it. And so I think oftentimes you'll see if somebody who uses alcohol or weed super regularly as a, as a way to escape from reality, not necessarily as a re- recreational tool, but truly a way to get out of their own lives. Same type of thing with video games. Again, there's recreational use and then there's, I'm trying to ignore the life that I'm currently living. I think these are things you'd often see if you're not living or have the opportunity to participate in things that are in your zone of genius. I think food's another great example. All three of these things are escapes from your life. And so when you see people trying to escape, it's it's evidence to me that you're not working on things that you're truly aligned with. And so I think we're all brought up from an early age and told certain stories about what it is that we're supposed to work on. You know, things that have a stable income associated with them. This is what you're your family and your parents grew up doing. So this is how I'm supposed to live. And if you can get, you can get caught in those narratives and just live that life. And without really even realizing it, be so far from the zone of genius that you're without meaning to numbing yourself from actually living your life. The the last thing I'll close out with is anxiety and depression as well. I think that if you spend a long enough time doing things that you're not truly aligned with deep down, that eventually anxiety and depression are they're symptoms of this long-term misalignment you've had with doing things that you're good at, that you're passionate about at that intersection. I like what you said too earlier, because when you're not living in alignment is when the desire for all those vices that you mentioned comes out the most. When you are living in 100% alignment, you don't have as many desires to fulfill those vices like drink or smoke or you know, eat like shit or whatever it is. When you're living in full alignment, you have less of a feel or less of a desire for those vices. Can I call out one thing you just said? You said the the need to fulfill those desires. And I actually wanted to reframe the thinking on it's when you're not fulfilled that then those desires arrive and you turn to those things. And I can speak from personal experience. And this is looking back years ago now, but because my actions weren't aligned with my zone of genius and with the sense of purpose, there was absolutely this void of fulfillment that generally existed that I filled with things that numb me from what I now believe to be the true experience of living a fulfilled life. And so I think the concept of fulfillment is key to zone of genius as well. That being your zone of genius is you working towards this ultimate sense of fulfillment. And with Ikigai, I I think you mentioned, uh, or you did mention it earlier. You said that's the North star. And I believe that that is the case. And it's a hard thing to achieve. You know, you said it's the intersection of what you love, what you're good at, what you can be paid for and what the world needs that's not something everyone can just turn on tomorrow to go figure out how to get paid for the things they love, especially depending on what that thing is. If that thing is writing, if it's playing an instrument, if it's riding mountain bikes, like certain things can be hard to translate into something you can be paid for, translated into something the broader world needs in a way that they're going to value it and pay you for it. And so I think something to take out of this episode is just moving closer to your zone of genius, figuring out how to incorporate it into your life in 
a more intentional way than you are now is an important exercise. You don't need to achieve Ikigai at the end of today's episode, but just taking a step towards pursuing the things that fall into this zone of genius will put you in a position that you are more fulfilled than you were the day before. And I think that progress in and of itself is a huge win. 100% agree. I'm glad that you called that out. And when you find your zone of genius, it's almost like that's when you create the flow state. And when you're living in 100% alignment, that's when you feel what they call the flow state. And it feels like you're just, I don't know how, I, I would actually like to, I don't know if you have words for what the flow state feels like, but it basically just feels like you're doing everything exactly how you imagined you would be doing them. And I don't know how else to put it into words, but maybe you can do it better. I've thought about the flow state as its true engagement with the present moment, which is something that's very hard to do. To be truly present in something you're doing, especially for an extended period of time. And so because you're so aligned with what it is that you're doing, that it's the pinnacle of focus, essentially. Time slows down. Like your actions, your mind, all of your neurons firing, they're all towards this single, singular point and goal. And because it's so aligned with the, the core values of what it is that you care about, there's no friction. There's no misdirection on anything. That was perfect. And I'm going to translate that into what we are doing personally, because that is the exact way I would describe how I feel doing this podcast and building this movement with you is that I feel zero friction. I feel a hundred percent alignment. I feel my highest energy ever. And look at what we've done in such a short amount of time. I mean, we were planning on recording one podcast a week and we've been recording five a week. We were planning on, you know, just having a podcast and now we're building this entire movement that we're planning that we'll talk more about as in future episodes. And we at least for me, and I, I know we've you feel similar because we've talked about this, but I truly feel like this is where my flow state is. This is where my flow state lives. This is where I'm 100% aligned. And I think the fact that we're dishing out all this content and we're working the way that we are now, even when we have so much going on outside of this in our lives, is a true statement to us finding our zone of genius inside of this pod and inside of this movement that we're building. And I just wanted to call that out because I know for me personally, it's like every time I hop on here with you, every time I work on anything related to Mindset Mogul, I feel 100% alignment. I feel that my zone of genius is, is coming out. And it kind of has translated with, we talked a little bit earlier about this, but everything that I found my zone of genius in prior with my prior businesses, I've learned so much about myself and what my true zone of genius is and poured it all into this. And I have a really good feeling that we're going to create something unbelievable here because that is how I've been feeling since day one. And I know you feel similar. Two guys building in their zone of genius. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a recipe for success. I think if I can break down what you just said into the simplest terms, over the course of your career, you've been able to identify what it is that you're good at. And more recently, as you found passion in building your mindset and focusing on that as an important area of your life, you're now at a point through this podcast, through this platform, through this movement that we're building, able to draw the intersection between the two. You've got the skills of sales. You've got the skills of 
building human connection and rapport, which is your world class at. You've got the skills of digital marketing. You're all you're very good at all of those things. And then you've identified that your passion and your calling lives in helping other people build their mindsets, find their purpose, find their passion, which is now identified as your mission. And really this platform is the intersection of those two things. Do you know what you're really good at? Is articulating (laughs) points and breaking down my long rants. You are really freaking good at that, bro. (laughs) I know you're good at a lot more than that, but I just had to say, you are really good at that. We're, we're, we got complementary skill sets. That, that's why, that's what makes this podcast great. That's why we're a good team. I, yeah. uh, to draw on what you said a little bit, cause I think bringing practicality in of like, how do you move from my day to day to identifying a zone of genius? We've got a, a list of questions that we'll go over before the end of this podcast to help suss that out. But personal story for me is I've been a CEO twice now, or I'm in the process, I'm currently a CEO of a, of a business. And over the course of the last four years of being a CEO, I've been able to pick out the parts of being a CEO that I like the most. And what's resonated with me is coaching the people that I work with and bringing them up. And so even in my, there's a lot of other things that go into being a CEO that I am either, I would say, okay at doing are good at doing, but don't necessarily have the passion for. And so I've been able to suss out in my current day-to-day by just looking at specific pieces of it, what has spoken most to me. And so using that as a tool to figure out where my, my passions lie. And I was fortunate that being a CEO has unlocked insight for me into that I love public speaking. I like understanding and coaching people. And through trying to be a good CEO, I'm passionate about nutrition, fitness. And then because of the time that I've spent with you have cultivated this obsession with mindset. And so the point of that is use your current day-to-day, be self-aware and be thoughtful about the pieces of that period of time that you might be able to use to help you figure out where your zone of genius lives. What are you good at and what you're doing? And what are you drawn to? Where are you pulled which is basically how we've gotten to where we are today in this. You said we're doing one episode. Now we're doing five a week. We're pulled into it. Look for those things. But if you don't have that opportunity, and if it's not that obvious to you from what you're doing in the day-to-day, then you're going to need to make an intentional effort to ask yourself questions to help deconstruct what that zone of genius might be. And so Josh and I put a a list of questions together that you should sit down, you should probably spend, I mean, the more time you can spend on these things, the better until you start to help yourself reveal answers. And Josh, you want to take us through the list of questions since you, uh, you took the lead on this? Yeah, let's, well, I, I, you took the lead on this, but thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So some of the questions that you can ask yourself are, what am I good at? Right. What makes me happy? What do I love to do? So what one of the things Brad was saying that look at your current day-to-day. There may be some things in your current day-to-day that you hate. There may be some things that you love. There may be some things outside of your current day-to-day that you could write down immediately that you just know you love and you want to do more of them. So what am I good at? What makes me happy? What do I love to do? What is something I want to learn more about? 
right? Like I know for me, I never wanted to read books ever because I just associated books with learning in school. And the first day I read a self-development book, I think it was David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me. I became obsessed with reading self-development books because I wanted to learn more about unlocking my own brain. And what work would you do without any pay or any incentives? I love that question so much. I think one of the first things that I talked to Brad about when we decided to do this podcast is that whatever I do next is something I want to do that I would do whether I got paid for it or not. And obviously right now we're not going to, it's going to be a long time before we get paid any money. This is something I would do a hundred percent, whether we get paid or not. And that's one of the biggest reasons why we started in the first place. So that's a great question to ask yourself. What would you do without any pay? Or another way to look at it is if you had all the money in the world and you didn't need any money, how would you spend your time? How would you want to spend your time? What generates the highest ratio of abundance and satisfaction to the amount of time spent? So basically, what makes you feel the most abundant? What makes you feel the best in relation to how much time you spent doing it? I know when I go and run, those 30 minutes of running make me feel unbelievable versus me spending 30 minutes doing something else. 30 minutes of recording a podcast make me feel amazing versus 30 minutes of copywriting or something else. So think about that. When was the last time I was lost in whatever I was doing? That's I like that a lot. When were you when did you like something so much that you just were completely lost in it? If I'm understanding that correctly, but yeah, and then I think I think I think that's what flow state is. Yeah, right. Where you just, where literally you're just lost and you're just flowing. Like the next thing is happening without you even trying. It's just coming to you. Um, 100%. Yeah. And then counter approach. Where's the resistance you feel in your life? Where's that friction that Brad kept talking about? How is this resistance impacting your life? What is it holding you back from? What does it make you feel? And what don't you want? Right. You could list out the things you do want in your life. List out also what you don't want in your life. And those are a good set of questions to ask yourself to start coming up with your zone of genius. I like the counter examples a lot because in case you can't identify things or you're struggling to really pick those things out that you're that you're good at, that you're passionate at, I think we all know what we don't like. And so you can definitely start there just to get the ideas flowing on on what it is that drives you, whether that's the things that you're passionate about doing or the things that you're not passionate about doing. And so ultimately, a lot of what this exercise is, is figuring out where is there friction in your life and then where are areas that you can remove friction or do things that are frictionless. And so this is a, a great exercise to do that. And so to close it out, you should definitely go through the set of questions that we just reviewed. I think also, once you do that, there's a final step here because because we're big on put everything you can into action. It's one thing just to identify what the zone of genius is. What's even more important as as you identify pieces of what the zone of genius is, you need to identify how to start incorporating that into your life. And as we mentioned earlier, it's not always going to be easy to figure out how to do that in a meaningful way, but it's your duty to yourself to figure out how to start incorporating those things. And so the final exercise we'll leave you with is after you do this process of self-awareness and identification, you then need to figure out where are the possibilities in your life that you could line up 
your business, your relationships, how you spend your time with things you identify as your zone of genius. If you figured out that you're passionate about writing in some form or fashion, you need to start figuring out how to do a daily journaling habit, write 400 words a day towards a novel that you deep down know you want to write, figure out how to incorporate these things. It could be as simple as like, I love, I said this earlier, I love mountain biking. How do I ensure that I'm intentionally spending time on mountain biking as part of my life, even if it's not something I can make money on? So how might you take that next step to incorporate that into your life? And then on the flip side, where are areas that I can reduce resistance in my life? And so the same thing, take that counterexample. What's providing me resistance? What are action steps I can take to reduce that resistance? But the key of coming out of this is what are small action steps I can take tomorrow to push myself forward? That was perfect. I'm not going to add anything to that. Subscribe if you're on YouTube. <laughs> Leave, follow us on Spotify, Apple, Google, all the good ones, you know, and uh, leave us a review. We really, really appreciate it. Anything else, Brad? No, I think this is a great episode. Yeah, I think we hammered it out and got to the point real quickly. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Brad. And we will see you in the next one. Take care. See you in the next one. Bye.